This is the Predator Podcast, brought to you by Predator, the recovery assurance platform built for complete confidence. Welcome back to another episode of the Predator Podcast. And with me today is our managing director, Rick. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about something very, very important, and that is the recovery gap. Rick is going to be giving us a deeper dive into this. And to kick things off, Rick, uh, from my understanding, the recovery gap is where a business is and where they really need to be in the event of a data loss. Would you agree with that? Yeah, so I think you're absolutely right there. So what we're talking about there, Zavi, is... If a customer has a mass data loss event, maybe because of a cyber attack, Mm. there's a good chance they're going to have to rely on their backups to recover from. Mm. Um, Now, a portion of those backups will make up what we call their minimum viable business. Mm. These are the machines that they need to absolutely bring back first to get their business up and running as a minimum viable concept. Um, So let's say you have a thousand machines in your business and I don't know, 250 of those form your minimum viable business, mm. you know, that is what you need to bring back first. Mm. Then you've got your levels of confidence around bringing those back. Where your confidence is, where these machines are, the gap in between is the recovery gap. Ah, I see. I see. So does that mean every business has a recovery gap? Would you also agree with that? Yeah. Um, the majority of businesses will have a gap between what they assume will recover or what they're confident will recover what yeah. they actually need to recover some will know there's a gap mm. some don't know there's a gap mm. so for example you know through our studies we found about eight percent of recoveries fail for a variety of reasons that's one in 14 backups will fail to recover wow. for a variety of reasons mm. what happens though is during a cyber attack we've seen that kind of increase tenfold that failure rate so it goes from you know eight percent from one in 14 up to about 84%. So it's like a tenfold increase in failed backups. Um, So that's something that obviously customers need to address. That is crazy. Those are some crazy numbers there, and it's quite scary, you know? And it kind of leads me to the next question, which is what are the implications of having this gap for a business? I mean, the implications are are fairly well known. Um, I mean, first, obviously the key implication is if 84% of your backups are failing to recover, that data's not coming back. Mm. And that obviously has a huge impact on financials, reputation, you know, it's probably game over. If you can't bring back 84% of your Your minimum viable business, you've got no business anymore. And we've seen that, you know, there's, there's been examples almost on a monthly basis of where people have been hit by ransomware or cybercrime activity Mm and they aren't able to bring back. You know, what there was one not too long ago, a, a huge European cloud provider mm. basically shut down overnight because they were attacked, mm. all their data was destroyed, and the backups were destroyed with it. They had no business. Oh, that is crazy. That, that That's actually very, very scary. And that kind of makes what we do very, very important here at Predator, you know, to at least give them that confidence that stuff like that wouldn't happen to them, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very interesting. So how can businesses then find out their recovery gap? How can they know that, you know, we have this gap and this is something we need to address? So 
Yes, a good question. So how can they find out they've got a recovery gap? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first thing is they need to be looking at their backup environment today. So mm. I would recommend that before anybody worries about their recovery gap, mm. they get the fundamentals right first. Mm. Um, so what we're talking about things like that, make sure your backups have got encryption enabled end-to-end. -end. Mm. So if you have encryption enabled, that will stop. Even if data gets stolen in backup, it's going to be really difficult for the cyber criminals to open up that data I and see. use that. So that's I point see. number one. Okay. Second point is air gaps. So you need an air gapped copy of backup. Hmm. One of the typical attack vectors these days for cyber criminals, if they get into your environment, they generally go in after your backup environment first hmm. uh, and trying to take that offline because they know that's your insurance policy. So by having an air gapped copy of backups, if cyber criminals do get in and take your backups offline, mm. having that air-gapped copy can protect against that. Third point is immutability. So you need to be keeping at least one copy of your backups stored immutably. That helps you defend against, if ransomware gets in and starts to encrypt backups, mm. having an immutable copy mm. stops that ransomware encrypting and, and corrupting those immutable copies. Things first. Mm -hmm. um, fourth thing you need to then be looking at once you've got the basics right is how do I ensure those backups actually recover and the only way to do that is through regular continual testing of those backups I see and that is where a solution like Predator can come in and help them with that uh, testing uh, with point number four there yeah mm -hmm. so you know, Predator's designed mm -hmm. To basically do that testing on a company's behalf okay so the platform will automate the testing um of those recoveries mm. to prove that your backups will recover mm. um clearly you can do that manually mm. but most businesses don't because it takes time takes effort takes money so you know most of the customers we talk to you know if we go back to that stat before one in 14 backups fail which goes up tenfold during an attack mm. Challenge is most businesses that we talk to today are testing less than 1% of their backups. Oh. So it's a very, very small portion of their backups are getting tested yeah. on an annual basis. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we're seeing the dwell time. So dwell time means where attackers are getting into your environment mm. and then they're either leaving uh, malware to start to encrypt things. Mm. Dwell time is from the time they get in to the time an attack happens. Mm. That used to be quite a long period of time. Yeah. So they put things in there, let that crawl around your environment before it activates. Mm. They know that the detection tools are getting much faster um, and it's starting to keep pace with the criminals. Okay. So they're reducing that attack vector okay. now. Rather than leaving things to spread for weeks and weeks, yeah. they're getting in there uh, and attacking quickly before mm. the tools out there detect it. Mm. So dwell time on average was about 52 days uh, over the last couple of years, yeah. that's come down to five days. So attackers wow. are getting in, and they're doing these attacks much really more quickly wow. before the um, before the malware before the you know the malware detection tools and all the technologies that people have can, can catch it. So they're getting in, attacking really really quickly. Mm. Point I'm trying to make there though is with the dwell time reducing, mm. you can't rely on doing an annual recovery test Listen. once a year. You need to be testing your backups every day continually because, yeah. you know, if they're getting in there and attacking you within five days and your last DR test was six months ago yeah. for 1% of your environment, you have no idea What's going how you're going to recover yeah. from that attack. Yeah. And, you know, that just makes this recovery gap bigger than it's ever been. 
Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. I like I like how you you've broken that down because you made it very clear for somebody to a layman to understand that. And um, it was gonna re- lead me to the next question is is we could talk about some specific challenges or businesses in terms of yeah they know they have this recovery gap and they would like to do something about it. But what what is the what what would, what would you say is preventing them from actually doing that? What kind of hazards or challenges do they face? Yeah, same old thing: time yeah. and money. money. Yeah. So to do this manually, which yeah. is absolutely possible, yeah, um, and to do it every day, yeah. you would need a dedicated team, team doing yeah. that every day. Um, that that's time, that's money. Most businesses don't have that today. Yeah. You know, they can't afford to have 10, 20 people sat around testing every day. That's where platforms like Predator help. Okay. You know, it's much more scalable. You put the platform in, yeah. and it's doing that automatically every single day. Sure, it costs money, but it reduces the need for time on your side, and you yeah. don't need a small army of people. Yeah. You've got a platform. It's a much more cost-efficient way to do that. The only time people need to get involved is if you find a problem. So mm-hmm. if a backup fails to recover, someone needs to have a look at it and understand why. If we find malware within your backups, and then we tell you how far that malware is spread in your backups, which is what Predator does, again, that's where a human needs to make a decision on, am I going to go and try and clean my production systems mm. with what Predator's told me? Am I going to try and recover from my backups? So that's where a human would then have to get involved. Mm. But if the tests are successful, and there's no malware found, Predator will just sit there in the background, Doing the test. working through the test every day until it finds an issue. So cool, really, really cool what uh, uh, our software does. And like you said, it saves them a lot of money in terms of them hiring their own team, and, mm-hmm. you know, much more efficient than AI and all this stuff involved. So, so Rick, you've given us a very, very good and expert insight into this uh, recovery gap thing. I thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Yeah, we've come to the end of the today's episode of the podcast. And uh, once again, thanks guys for joining us. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. And uh, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Cheers, Abby. Thanks for tuning in to the Predator podcast. Brought to you by Predator the recovery assurance platform built for complete confidence. Learn more at predator.com.